Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, and what a show we have for you today. We have the comedic genius behind the character of Cork's biggest Liverpool fan, Kevin Murphy, created by the one and only Richie Sheehy, is here to tell us about all the stories that have happened because of going viral, because of making this amazing character of Kevin Murphy. We've also got some great stuff from the listeners themselves. We're encouraging you on your journeys to try and do things a little better. Someone's trying to give up smoking, believe it or not. Get in touch with the show. Email me, hellostevopodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the social medias at hellostevo on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or on Facebook, Stephen Mullen Comedy. If you're enjoying the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify, share it on your social media with your friends. We've got so much to do, and we've so little time. Let's do this! Hey, Steve! <laughs> change of filthy animals. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You've made it here again. This is Hello Steve-O Podcast, episode 72 for this Tuesday, July the 7th. So good to have you back, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you to everybody who enjoyed, who sent lovely messages, who was chatting and having the crack and and took the laughs from last week's episode of Football Pony. I really enjoyed doing it. Thanks to Rob Powerly for coming on. And we're not quite sure exactly how we are going to move forward with Football Pony yet, but we will be moving forward with Football Pony. That is the news. Um, I'm delighted to do that, and um, it's just kind of figuring it out a little bit more as we move forward. But yes, there will be more Football Pony. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you're into football, go back to Hello Steve Podcast, episode 71, and you can check out some funny people just talking passionately about football. It's great. I really enjoyed doing it, and I have so many interesting, cool football fans that are going to come on and talk about it. Now, if you're not into football, forget about it. Just don't don't even think about it. I mean, it might still be funny, but just forget about it. Hello, Steve-O Podcast will be here for you all the time anyway. But thank you so much to everybody who sent the lovely messages in. We will be doing more of it, and... um. 
that is that's the news on that front i want to say a big welcome to all the new listeners to all the new people who've been listening to hello steve podcast wherever you've come from may it be from the waffle house or just acting the egypt on 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 instagram or um oh you a lot of you checked out katie boyle's podcast as well last week called we met irl um i don't know what irl is i never actually asked but it's a cool kind of podcast talking about dates that you've been on in real life that weren't tinder dates and all that kind of stuff so check that out katie boyle's podcast it was really good fun doing it and i think loads of, uh, so we've got loads of listeners from that as well i think so um thank you for the lovely messages and welcome to the new listeners welcome to ken farrelly welcome to evelyn welcome to jenny smith welcome to kerry jones sarah vl david hoey you are all very welcome to the show and i hope you enjoy and feel free to send those messages in ladies and gentlemen to hello steve podcast at gmail.com you can email or you can continue with the chit chat on the instagram i love hearing from you guys and loads of people really enjoyed uh, having gavin byrne on the show last week and i was delighted to uh, to bring him on and loads of kind of because a lot of people don't know about ultra running but it was really cool to bring somebody on who's represented his country in ultra running and just as you could hear a really cool laid-back guy um so thank you so much and i've been i've been keeping in touch with gavin as well so who knows um Maybe I will end up doing a bit of ultra running with him in the future. Who knows? And loads of people enjoyed uh, watching the interview as well. Because you can do that now. We're on YouTube. And there will be a link to the YouTube channel in the description to this podcast. So just go through the little description in the podcast that you're actually listening to now and you can click on that link and that link will bring you to YouTube where you'll get to see Gavin. We're just sitting out there in his back garden having the lols. Um, And very massive, huge welcome to the Patreon newbies. Welcome to Emer and Martina. Thank you so much for uh, coming on board, guys. And uh, thank you for supporting me, doing my work and... I'm glad that you enjoyed the Patreon podcast last week as well. It was, um, I really enjoyed doing it. I had a field day, didn't I? <laughs> so, um, thank you so much for coming on board. If you would like to find out more about Patreon um, and supporting the podcast, you can click on the link in this podcast. As you're listening, there's a link to click on in the description to this podcast to go on to Patreon and see all the extra stuff that you get. And you do. I mean, vouch for me, guys. You do get a lot of extra stuff on Patreon. Vlogs. I've been vlogging. Now, there's been a little pause on that because I'm waiting on a on a replacement microphone for the camera. But vlogging and all sorts of crack going on on that and, and extra podcasts and extra chats with people. So um, thank you so much to all the patrons. And I we oh, yes, this story I'm absolutely loving, which I have to crack on with because we've, you've got a, an amazing uh, conversation ahead of you today. But one of our patrons, Joyce... You know, you knew I was going to bring it up. She's kind of dodged me today because she was supposed to. We were going to chat on the phone and bring her onto the podcast and have a little quick conversation about what she's going through at the moment. Um, but um, I haven't managed to get a hold of her at the point of recording right now. So maybe I'll edit it in afterwards if it happens. But I don't think it will. The last week was a huge week for Joyce who's been a, she's probably the number one fan of Hello Steve podcast. Why? Because she's literally listened from episode one straight through. She came to the podcast, I think about six months ago, and she started from episode one and has gone, and she's gone right through, listened to every episode, every conversation that I've had right through to hear where we are now at episode 72. So, 
Joyce is a big fan of the show. She's a great supporter of the show. I was chatting to her last month uh, on the Q&A because we do that on the Zoom with certain uh, patrons. I'll do a Q&A with people on Zoom and it was great crack. But last week was Joyce's birthday. Now, a birthday, not a, not a hugely significant number. I'm not going to let you tell them that, Joyce, if you want to. But when a birthday comes round, sometimes it makes you think about your life or what you're doing in your life. And we were talking on the Zoom Q&A with, with Joyce. We know I, I've been obviously been talking a lot about doing lots of running, but like loads of the listeners have been doing running as well. And Joyce was kind of chatting in the Q&A, kind of saying, yeah, I've got all the gear. I have everything to go and have a run, but I just, I don't know why I haven't done it. And so we said, we kind of set a goal. We said, well, when we do the next Q&A and I chat to you the next time, let, why don't you try doing the couch to 5K and see how far you get in that? And she didn't do it. Not because, well, I don't know why she, you know, it was, it was for a positive reason that she didn't do it because she actually took up swimming. She went swimming in the sea, which is amazing. So she's been doing that on a regular basis. But the big thing in Joyce's life has been that she is a smoker. Now, we have been chatting about that on uh, Patreon. We've been chatting with the other patrons about it and all that kind of stuff. And today, as I'm recording this, so you guys are listening to this from the Tuesday, July the 7th. But as I'm recording it, it's Monday, July the 6th. And this is a huge day for Joyce because today is the day that she decided that she was going to start the journey of smoking no more. Now, it's, it's, I'm sure it's, it's going to be hard. And maybe as she's listening to this on the Tuesday or the Wednesday of this week, she may have already broken and had a cigarette. That's fine. We're not judging you, Joyce. It's your choice. We'll just live longer than you. I've said that again. I'm joking, Joyce. I'm just <laughs> but I would just want to say a huge... Um, send a big encouraging encouragement from all the listeners. One of the other patrons was messaging on Patreon as well, saying, well done, Joyce. Uh, Suzanne had given up cigarettes in 2002. You can do it. Lots of people have recommended the Alan Carr book to read, which apparently by the time you finish reading the book, you just don't want cigarettes anymore, which is fascinating. And Joyce is one of these people that doesn't want to be put onto too much pressure, which is probably why she's dodged the phone call today. But she says she reckons she actually might smoke more because her mom constantly says to her to give up the cigarettes. But then the more her mom says it, the more that she's going to do it. You know that kind of way? We're all like that. We all have that rebellious streak in us, don't we? So, Joyce, as I'm recording this, you know, I'm just wishing you all all the best, all the love. And hopefully we can organize that phone call for next week so we can talk through what's it like giving up cigarettes. I had to do it once in my life. Because we all did a bit of smoking in school, didn't we? When you know we were teenagers and trying to be cool and all that kind of stuff. But the only time I was actually buying cigarettes and actually smoking was for probably a two-month period when I was on tour with an Irish theatre company. And it is the most boring thing in your life to be touring Ireland doing a play. Why? Not the play in the evening time. It's what you do in the daytime when you've arrived in Port Leash of a Monday. What are you going to do in Port Leash all day except for wait for a show that evening? You just smoke every just like the whole cast was smoking at the time. And I actually did the Nicorette patches for about a day and the Nicorette patches were so disgusting. The whole thing just stopped me from going going near cigarettes or Nicorette patches. It was like, ugh. You could feel the poison seeping into your body. Anyway. If those of you would like to uh, show more love to Joyce, send me messages on Instagram. 
and I will post them in my Instagram stories to encourage Joyce to keep going along the way. I hope it started. Maybe that's why she hasn't taken the phone call because she thought, fuck it, I'm not actually doing it. But you did ask me to talk about it on the podcast because then I would be making it a real thing out there in the world. It's your commitment to the listeners. That's too much pressure. But just it becomes a real thing by verbalizing it out there to a lot of people. So if you'd like to send messages of encouragement to Joyce, do send me messages on Instagram and I will screenshot them, post them in my stories for Joyce to give her a better day to encourage her while she's going on this journey of giving up the old cancer sticks. Anyway, that's enough. Now it's time for some news. Some news that's not depressing. The reason I love this particular headline and this particular story is because I think that it backs up a theory that I've had for quite some time. I haven't necessarily proved it, you know, scientifically yet, but listen to this headline. A couple's argument leads to 177,777 lottery jackpot. Yes, a lot of sevens, but the main thing being that almost 200,000s worth of a lottery jackpot this couple won because of an argument, they're saying. July the 2nd, a Virginia... This is coming from uh, UPI.com. July the 2nd, a Virginia woman... So that's only like four days ago. A Virginia woman said that an argument with her boyfriend turned out to be a lucrative disagreement when it led to winning almost $200,000 in a lottery jackpot. Cheyenne Creel of Roanoke told Virginity, Vir, Virginia Lottery, Virginity said Virginity there, <laughs> told Virginia Lottery officials that she and her boyfriend Joshua were having an argument recently and they decided to go for a drive to cool their tempers. Now that mightn't be the best idea if you're fucking feeling hot-headed. You don't want some road rage. Creel said that they made a stop at the Nishi Food Mart in Vinton to put gas in the vehicle. She asked Joshua to go inside to buy her a drink and some scratch-off lottery tickets. Such romantics. The player said she started scratching the tickets off when they were back on the road and one of the tickets, a Lucky's Sevens tripler game, oh, it's a Lucky's Sevens tripler game, that's why all the sevens, turned out to be their 17777 top prize winner. We turned right round, Joshua recalled, of deciding to abandon their aimless drive and their argument to cash in their prize. I don't think you turn round to go to the bloody food mart to cash in your prize. I don't think they have those numbers in the tail, guys. But here's my theory, right? The ang... Look... Sometimes when you're in, and I think I've actually felt it when I'm in an argument with my missus, that I'm kind of stoking the fires a little bit because I know it's going to bring us somewhere good. And I think, you know, sometimes an argument, getting through the argument with your better half means that you're going to end up in a better place. Now, I can't guarantee the lottery situation thing, but oftentimes I've been in an argument knowing, looking at her, thinking the the angrier that she now gets, the possibility of there being much better sex. Do you know what I mean? Do you know if you can turn an argument around into horniness that, you know, she wants to, in the argument, she wants to bait the absolute shit out of you, right? But if you can grab a little bit of that passion that she's putting into the anger and turn it horny, woo, 
you're in for the ride of your life, lads. Has anyone else got any theories on that? Any couples out there? Any women that are in relationships there going, that's, that, that's actually a fucking great point. Sometimes I get so angry, I just want to ride the fucking head off him. Anyway, that's the news. It was such a joy to sit down with today's guest. Now, a lot of you out there will know him as Cork's biggest Liverpool fan, Kevin Murphy. And the hilarious thing that we do chat about in this situation is that a lot of people don't realise that Kevin Murphy is not a real person. It's a character. It's a character created by the comedic genius of Richie Sheehy. Richie Sheehy has been a comedian now for a few years. He started off in Amsterdam, but this conversation was fantastic because it tells of the wild and wonderful journey that he has and how he really is somebody that rides his luck but embraces it. And a lot of luck seems to happen along the way. This is the guy that you will remember from a few years ago who made up that silly song that went, Salah, do 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 Oh, money, money, do 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 Bobby Firmino, but we lost Coutinho. If you haven't seen that, check it out. I'll put it in the link to the description of this podcast. But what happened from that silly video was that Liverpool Football Club invited him over to perform for all the fans. He got to meet the whole of the Liverpool team, all from making a silly video on YouTube and it going absolutely mental viral. This is a fantastic conversation because it's full of great stories. But we also get to talk about music, which is another one of Richie's passions and how he manages to cross over comedy and music and yet still take his music quite seriously. And he's still quite passionate about his music. There's a couple of beautiful performances at the end of this of this conversation as well. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Richie Sheehy. It is, with, with, I think, with, with everything uh, online, yeah. it is consistency, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah, 100%, yeah. It's just about rolling it out, rolling it out, rolling it out. Um, so you're, 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 we're starting off with your marketing degree is what's helping. Yeah. <laughs> starting the conversation here. I hope so, yeah. I hope they'll help Has, me. Uh, in a lot of ways, I was thinking beforehand that like the last thing, well, you should probably be teaching the marketing degree in some sense, uh, you know I mean? oh, the, yeah. the digital marketing thing, which with the whole Kevin Murphy thing, that was unbelievable. There, there was a class on viral videos... Uh, in in there and like it, w- it was weird enough because the lecture was going through like what is required for like a video to go viral and it always has these elements and i was there and i was like <laughs> it actually like every single thing and it was stuff that i didn't realize you know oh, what i mean oh really yeah. so it, he, what he was preaching about basically you were like you didn't realize them but it did take all the boxes yeah, yeah, your video yeah, yeah. so what are those boxes um i'm trying i'll try to remember now i have notes in it but like i remember one that was definitely it was uh it's something that people can kind of reproduce their own version of. Okay. Um, and there was loads of that in, in the song. There was a lot of people doing, oh, Mike, you know, everything fucking version of it and shit like that. Is that, is that, is that because it's, that's relatability? Or? I, I think it's just so that actually uh, if people are doing their own version and like, like re-putting up their own version of this type of video, yeah. then it's going to probably just extend it a lot further and right. people are seeing. That was one that like hit me that I was surprised at. Um. This is term one, so I, I, my, because you were, uh, that's kind of insulting in so much. Like, hey, I put a lot of fucking effort into that. Thank you very much. Well, well, no, not not ca- everybody could I, do that. <laughs> I was kind of like, I just couldn't believe that I, uh, you know, and it, it was uh, like another thing was, um, obvious. An obvious one was just that fucking. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll try not curse so much. You can say whatever <laughs> you want. It's not the, <laughs> it's not that kind of a podcast, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> my two-year-old's not here now. Like, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was uh, like I, I, I think he called it trendsetters, but yeah. it was like it was just that someone big needs to share it at some point. Like, and right. he was showing the stats of different videos to some that like were nothing for years, and then one big person, and then it was which just, was Noel Gallagher for you, wasn't it? Uh no, Noel Gallagher got me on Soccer AM. Right. Um, it was. I mean, really, really, it was like a, a Facebook page called Empire of the Cop. But like after they shared it, like uh, Carragher and Fowler shared it, right? Um, which is pretty sweet to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty delighted. You know? That's unreal. Yeah, That's unreal. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, but I, I have to say, I did. Um, so like, I probably because I'm an Arsenal fan, but I probably have. Yeah, I definitely do have more Liverpool in my family. Yeah, and in my friends, people that are Liverpool fans. Than, than, than any other team. And um, I said to one of my mates last night that Kevin Murphy was coming on. He's over in England. He's like, yeah. ma- he, was, he used to be my boss. Massive, massive Liverpool fan. Like, he owns a restaurant, one of the top restaurants in the world. But it doesn't matter what the fuck is going If Liverpool are playing Champions League, he'll be at a reception looking at his phone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I told him that you were coming on, and he was like, Jeez, I don't know if he'd be much crack. He, he's a bit mad, that fella. And I was like, it's a character. Yeah. It's <laughs> Man, it's insane. That people it's still, don't get that. <laughs> like, I think some people just want to believe, too. They just want to. Like, oh. like they'd be faced with like, no, no, I can't be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, he has to be this guy. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's insane. I've got it even like, I remember a guy came up to me in Liverpool in a nightclub and he was like, look, Kevin, don't worry about what anyone says, what you did from your bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you you can't even like you can't well, you can't break it down for somebody either because you look the exact same that's the thing yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah. not a million miles away but you can't pretend that you're like this normal dude and kind of go no no it's just Kevin Murphy's a character I make for the crack I you, know you can't explain that to them can you or do you uh, try I, sometimes sometimes no but like I mean like you get random like sometimes you get like not really anymore uh but definitely at the time, like, you get loads of these like hate messages. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, but they're like hating on Kevin. Like they're writing it to Kevin as they're if Kevin is real. Right. You know what I mean? So what did they say? <laughs> they were like, Kevin? oh, you greasy haired fuck. Oh, loads <laughs> of shit. I remember this guy threatened to bingo me. He's like, if I fucking see you at Anfield, I'll bingo you, mate. And I'm just like. So this is fellow Liverpool fans? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck? Um, it's not even United fans giving you the shit. It, it's, it's everything. But I mean, there's all. Like, you get a lot of good stuff, too. I'm not. It's not like. You, know, you got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, like, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But you get these messages, and I, I, like, there's other ones that are like. It surprises you. I remember after. Uh, after the Madrid game, I was in Madrid, so I was actually on top of the world. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I usually. Just at the Champions League final? Uh, yeah. No uh, way, the, the year you won it, you, you got to go to that. I yeah, I, 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 didn't get to, I didn't get into the stadium. Right, okay. Um, but, uh, which is, oh, there's another story, it's very sad for my friend. Um, <laughs> go on, we have, we have time. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll tell you. So basically, just that I was going to go outside the stadium to try to get a ticket. Yeah. And usually I'm good at that. Usually I get it. And I went with a friend who had a ticket. And we went to the That's ground. That's mad that you, by the way, you, all you had to do was play Kevin Murphy. You thought somebody would have hooked you up. Yeah, I got a ticket to Kiev right. uh, for that, which is from Sergio Garcia. And I got what? <laughs> It's sweet. Uh, Sergio Garcia, the golfer, gave you a ticket. Yeah, just outside the two, stadium. Two or? free tickets. I went to his hotel. His uh, his his wife on Twitter, and I, I, and the best part was what you just tweet you just tweeted her. No, or? she uh, some someone tweeted her that was following her and following me, and she's she basically 
uh, then messaged me and I thought she was selling a ticket and I didn't know who she was. Like, I, like I, I didn't like read or anything. Yeah. And she, I was like, oh, where are they and what price? And she was like, oh, like, I'm not sure the area, but they're free. And I was like, ah, is this a joke? And she's like, no, no, no. Do you like golf? And I'm like, I look at the name. I'm like, do you like yeah, golf? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love golf. I like golf now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so they went to, yeah, they're the soundest people ever, the nicest, really? nicest couple ever, yeah. And did they know that you were you were the Kevin Murphy guy? No, or I don't think so, no. They were just nice people gave you a yeah, ticket? Yeah, That's amazing. It was ridiculously That's cool, yeah. And um, so for the Champions League final, you didn't get a ticket, you're fr- you were saying you're Yeah, I went, went with a friend and uh, he had a ticket and we are just got outside the stadium and we had loads more lads that were in the city watching it. And I just got outside the stadium, I was about to go looking and... Uh, he realised his ticket was pickpocketed. Oh, fuck. Oh, it was, it was the saddest oh, moment fuck. ever. fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He just oh dropped to the floor and I was like, oh, no. Oh, you know no, I mean? was, that is heartbreaking. It was watching a horror movie unfold, you know? He just starts padding and then I, I start realising what's happening here and I'm like, oh, God, no. And then he was just like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, can we just go? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's horrific. I, I I had a very, it has a happier ending, thank God, but maybe this is a Liverpool fan thing, but my, my cousin was young enough at the time, so he's a scouser, he's from, he's, he's Liverpool-like, mm. and his dad's had a season ticket to Anfield, my uncle, since 88, and he um, came down to to London, I don't think he'd ever actually been to London, but it was his first time being on the fan bus and doing uh, yeah. with the supporters club and going himself. So my uncle said you wouldn't meet him for a cup of coffee. Do you know what I mean? When he arrives at Wembley or whatever. So I was living in London at the time. Went over to Wembley to meet him. He gets off. He's such a scouser. He gets off the bus and, it was, and he was like, "London's shite." I'm like, "You just you, you haven't even seen anything there." <laughs> London's shite. It's boring, isn't it? It's like you haven't seen shit, man. So we went to. It was the FA Cup. It was Aston Villa in the semi final. Which uh, um, which they Liverpool lost, and Raheem was still playing for Liverpool at the time. We were in a McDonald's outside the Wembley, uh, eating the food. Then I walk him up to the stadium. I hadn't, I wasn't going to the game. I hadn't got a ticket. I said, "All the best, blah blah blah." Which which turnstile are you going into? And he went, "Fuck me bag." He left oh. it in McDonald's. Well, we fucking sprinted back. And uh, some some a scouser family had held on to the bag for him, and they had the oh, ticket there. Unreal! Yeah. But I was watching that again. We were at the gate trying to get into Wembley, and he just his face is white. And obviously, it's that big main avenue to go into Wembley. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody's going one way, so yeah. try and running through that to get back to get your ticket. It was mayhem. But shout out to Tom Mullen, you gob shite. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's um, yeah. I know it's class when that stuff happens when people. Oh yeah. You no, know, you lose a wallet, or you, it's it's unreal when people are sound with things like that. Like you know. Is Liverpool in your family? How did you end up supporting Liverpool? And uh, no, it's actually um, it was it was it was me and my brother. I was like six. Uh, I think it was actually I was seven. I think it was around the time Princess Diana died. Ninety-seven, August ninety-seven, right? It was around, I think it was around that time. Maybe it was a bit earlier than when she died. And uh, I like our our neighbor, our neighbors and stuff were like. I think everyone was supporting Man United. Right. Because it's Cork. And so this is Cargoline, Cork. Cargnavar. Cargnavar, yeah. sorry. E- everyone was supporting. Where's Cargnavar? It's near Balerny. It's like right. it, pretty much just straight from, if you go up Dublin Hill, Yeah. Uh, it's just straight for 20 minutes. Right. Um, yeah, it's, um, so yeah, everyone everyone was supporting United. Roy Keane, Dennis Irwin and all, you know, the class were. And so it was Cork, sorry, it was Cork City because I was in Middleton and East Cork. Yeah. And certainly my neighbourhood was predominantly Liverpool. There was a couple of Everton fans. They were weird. Yeah. And I was Arsenal. But there was no United fans in our neighbourhood. That yeah. was the, the ones. But Cork City was heavily United. 
I was, yeah, very heavily United, yeah. Right. Um, I uh, I managed to get lucky too. I, I don't know how this is crazy, but I managed to escape. Uh, my uncle, who was like my godfather, had got me like Leeds United stuff before. And right. I don't know who, but someone else when I was a kid had got me a long sleeve Everton jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Cornelius O'Sullivan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see his kid, and I see that he's after putting everything onto him, and I'm Is I'm he, thinking about my long sleeve jersey. Like, there's a chance that he's gonna he's gonna switch. That he's gonna get through this and not because it's gonna give him. It's oh, it's gonna be years of depression. It's gonna be you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving his depression onto you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was actually me and my brother. Then we were just picking one, and it was actually the it was you never walk alone and the musical kind of side to it that right. we went for Liverpool. Both uh, of you went for Liverpool, yeah, right? Yeah. And did you play the game at all yourself growing up, or just like fa- big fans uh, in the street? No, I, I I played it very badly. I was I played for Rockmount. Uh, Rockmount, play yeah. fucking Roy Keane. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what position did you play? Uh, any like I was I I'd like to be a left winger like but right. uh, you're left footed. I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was kind of like, I was left wing, left wing, left back. Um, in fairness, and then I, I played like f- eight till about like 11, 12, and then also like 13 to 15. I, I remember why I quit, actually. I quit because uh, I missed training, and there was some good reason to miss training. And like the trainer, this, uh, I mean, this is a bad sign of me, obviously. The <laughs> trainer, uh, when I came to train the next day, he just wanted me to run laps of the pitch for training. And I was just like, fuck this, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was, <laughs> was the, like, that was the brutal attitude in those days. Yeah. If, you, if you did something wrong in training, it's just you were left to go around the pitch <laughs> for for the two hours of training. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not nah, doing that. Like, fuck I'm this. coming back after this. Like, Where uh, does comedy start in, in your life then at this stage? Because we were chatting a little bit beforehand and you have a whole, like... You just you're, you've entered your early thirties. You're welcome. Um, yeah, 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 <laughs> you're yeah. welcome. So yeah, you're welcome to your early thirties. But um, you, you you've you know you've had a lot of time uh, gigging the circuit in the last few years. You lived in different countries. You've studied in different places. You've done all, studied all sorts of different things. Yeah, and and you're obviously a hardcore Liverpool fan as yeah, well. Yeah, at the yeah. heart of all this. So w- where did comedy come in uh, in all I, this? Like I, I really liked comedy anyway. Obviously, uh, I was a big Stephen Lynch fan when I was a when I was a kid. Like, like I don't eight, even know nine, who that 10. is now. So he's like an American musical comedian, right. and he he like he definitely was uh, like kind of inspired a lot of the later musical acts. Um, like for sure, Bo Burnham and uh, right. people like that. He like he's an unbelievable singer as well. He's like his voice is just incredible. Um, so like uh, and yeah, so he had some like. He had a he had a song that now would be fairly like I, I don't think he plays it anymore. Uh, It'd be fairly controversial. No, he, had, he, had, to be honest, he said himself that like he's ashamed of it now, but it was a right. different time, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so his style, his, he, he said he doesn't really like any of his first like album or two. That it was just you know he was like mid twenties. It was like the song was called Special Olympics. You might have heard it because huh. it was like it was pretty big. It was like viral back then, you know. Okay, right. Um, but he, like. He's got some unbelievable songs. It's again, it's a problem being a musical comedian because you think of an idea or a concept, and it's like the Simpsons did an episode of South Park where you're like, "Oh, Stephen Lynch has done that." Right. You know. Okay. Um, okay. And it's yeah. So I was I was a massive Stephen Lynch fan, and um, what age are we talking about here when you started getting into Stephen Lynch? How old? Like, are you? like eight years old. Like wow. Eight, nine, ten, yeah. Right. Um, 
And uh, so then it was, I was also like early internet, like, you know. I was going to say. LimeWire, so Kazaa, and Lime you know, Morpheus even. And LimeWire. I remember LimeWire was huge in Cork. I remember being in Cork in the 90s and LimeWire yeah. starting up and it was just like fucking. Yeah, everybody was on. Everyone was dealing on LimeWire, like yeah, <laughs> downloading you know, songs. Yeah. Take three days to download an album. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I remember it very well. Like there uh, was the Howard Stern Donald Duck thing was going around Cork for ages as well. It was like oh, um, I, don't remember that. I can't do Donald Duck now, but it was like oh my god, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like Donald Duck having a wank or something. It was like a thirty second clip, and yeah. that was it. And uh, somebody get me a towel at the end of it, and that was it. Yeah, but I remember just that was the thing that was going around at the time. Yeah, like. Uh, Oh fuck! I remember the Jesus Christ. I was I was well into that. I was like a internet addicted from a young age. You know what right, I mean? Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, like so. Th- so that kind of what, what happened with Lynch, and then I think I um I was in bands really then, just like, doing music and stuff, and because uh, musically, like you've done over the lockdown, you've done you did like a hundred days of songs. Yeah, hundred and four. Yeah, hundred and four yeah. days of covers. Um, on Instagram, which was amazing. But the one thing that struck me, which I didn't notice necessarily in your um, musical comedy, is you have a great voice and Cheers, you're pa- passionate about singing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my favorite thing, to be honest. Yeah. Like, singing is the best, yeah. It is, I do, because like, I, I artistically started off with a band and we, it was like, it lasted a year and a half and it ended or whatever like that. But I think because I took it so seriously and it means a lot when you're doing it and you're writing your own songs yeah. and blah, blah, blah. When it comes to comedy, I was like, oh, no, the two of them fucking... Yeah, I found it... What did you play, by the way? Sang, wrote songs and oh, played guitar. Yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, actually, it's funny because... I, it, it, we'll it's do a duet. Sorry to interrupt. That was great. <laughs> well, someday we'll do a duet. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be great, crack. Um, uh, yeah, what I actually kind of find funny is that I think that what happened with comedy was... Um, it was definitely linked to, to music because I was in a band like in my late teens... Uh, the antibodies, which the uh, antibodies, the antibodies, Ani- the antibodies. That's sorry. hilarious because that always happened too. Right, yeah, <laughs> it was like the common thing. Yeah, I, I know. To be honest, it was it was a great period of my life, and it was like very memorable. Um, like we did, we like we we released onto the charts and got to number twenty. And wow, it was brilliant. like it was, it, and it was just cool. Like I remember, like the single release. I remember, like after the gig was done, it was like the pavilion and it was full. And I remember, like going into the tiny back room afterwards and we thought we were going to be you too like you know yeah of course of course <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 yeah. of course yeah. <laughs> it was great like yeah. it was great with those lads it was, it was like a family like you yeah, know? that's the thing about being in a band that's what i miss about about being a stand-up comedian is you're not in a band mm. like being in a band is like one of the coolest things ever because yeah. you're all pulling and striving towards the same yeah. thing and it's just like yeah it's, it's that's what it's nice in comedy if you find a, a comrade too you know what yes. i mean like it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's good thing to have, like. But then the problem is that I mean, everyone, <laughs> comedians in general, everyone's moving all the time. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. And you have to too, nearly like. Yeah, but, you have um, to, yeah. But yeah, like, so what so happened? What, what, what did you do in the band? Were you were you were singing I, I the songwriter? I was singing, and I'd sometimes play synth, and uh, like one or two songs, I'd play bass, and the bassist would play guitar. Right. Okay. Um, Can we get? Uh, they must be on YouTube. Whatever is there? Still yeah, songs yeah, yeah. And all that? yeah. We gotta put those in the link to the the podcast. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. There's there's a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, so I I think what happened was um when I was in the band, it was like writing, uh, like. Everything was just unrequited teenage love, you know. Really, that's right. what it all was. You were yeah. writing for sixteen-year-olds, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think what happened was like when the band finished. Um, what happened really was like I, I was at an age where like I think my tastes had changed, and but I couldn't write anything. 
better right. you know what i mean like, yeah, like everything yeah, yeah. was still so basic in my opinion and like and i i think there's like it's like if you're trying to write a song and then you're like you're you're showing this to people uh and it's like pathetic you know or, or yeah. it's like or it's like well that's obviously about that and yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah you you know like yeah you're writing about that fucking thing now you know and you're yeah. like oh you know and it, uh Whereas, like, with comedy, at least it's kind of all a joke anyway. Yes. You know? So yeah, it kinda, yeah. it's, like, easier in that sense. So That's, I, that's interesting. So you're e- essentially, you're emo- you, like, you are trying to express emotion through your art form, but because you can be embarrassed by the sophistication yeah. of it, the way to to save yourself from that is make sure people are laughing at it. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting, it's, isn't it? it? And that is it. That was yeah. very well pulled. Very because I'm, I, I only know that because I've gone to. That's kind of how I end up in comedy as well. Yeah, it's not because of the music thing, but because in for me it was an acting. If I emotionally bared myself in a scene, yeah, and then the director, like, I might be crying, for example, and the director goes cut and let's move on. I'm like, you fucking assholes! <laughs> I'm fucking crying here, and nobody's fucking checking if I'm okay or blah 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 blah. And but the buffer with comedy is like I can talk about something serious on stage. Yeah. But once I'm taking the piss out of my suicidal thoughts or whatever like yeah. that, and everyone's laughing, then it's all right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, it's like, oh, it's only which is kind like, of fucked up. Like no, it, it is fucked up. It's it's funny actually because I remember in like my Edinburgh show with Mark last year, there was a suicidal ideation joke near the end, like and like it was it was it was a weird one because like it was. Like sometimes it would go down really, really well, and sometimes it would freak people out. Like you know, yes, um, yeah. and like, but also it was like the only joke that like, like a lot of the times afterwards, someone would come up and mention that, and it was so clearly. I think I remember there was like we had we had a bad gig. It wasn't even a bad. It was, it like we actually in our main show we didn't really have bad gigs, but we had like we had a gig where we started better than ever, and we were coming on and off and on and off and. Like we actually both like we we ended up deconstructing it and we both made a mistake each that like turned it like and so we went from have start we thought this was gonna be the best gig ever down to the worst gig ever and it was like the only time that we had like a an argument but again it wasn't really an argument and Mark's like you gotta drop that fucking suicide joke and I'm like no fucking come on like <laughs> I'm not dropping like, the suicide I was, I was like one bad joke one bad gig you want to drop this fucking it's the only one people talk about afterwards I'm not <laughs> dropping it like, and like. But I remember then, like, you'd be slightly nervous. And also, it's like, again, it's nice when it's a crowd you don't know. And then, like, I had friends coming over and, like, my brother and stuff. They were coming in to see the show. And I was like, oh, mm, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gonna be a t- but, but I have to do it. You know what I mean? It's you like, have to. Yeah, yeah, you have to. And, like, I get I get the whole nervousness about it because you, you're not. I think, I mean, I haven't heard the joke, but I certainly remember talking about the suicidal stuff myself, and I'm not making fun of suicide. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? That's not, I'm not making, but, I'm, but when I'm talking about my perspective on what I went through, and I take yeah. the piss out of that, even then, depending on how the gig is going, it either goes fucking nail yeah. on the head. One of the best ones was my dad la- pissed himself laughing at it. Really, yeah. And I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. Because I did, cause, and actually that time, the rest of the room didn't laugh, but he was laughing. So yeah. I was like, I'm happy out with that. But the joke was, was about like being suicidal in the past I talked about how it had a mental health breakdown up until that point and then I say you know I say and I know there's people here that have been suicidal as well and that's fine we have something in common uh, we've got two things in common actually one that we were suicidal and two we're not very good at it yeah <laughs> <laughs> and my dad pissed himself laughing and the rest of the people are fucking hell <laughs> yeah, was, oh and you get that feeling too and you're just like oh, come on like, I, I, I can't even like, I can't even remember the full joke now, but I, I remember I did end up like there was something I tagged onto it 
for when it went bad. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, to try yeah. like, and it, yes. quite, it sometimes worked. That's you know? always that's always a good good. Um, yeah, that's always a good idea. I think I learned I read that in the Stuart Lee book that he would always have like his backups, you know, yeah. for when things doesn't happen. <laughs> so when you write the thing, you got to write a way out of it. As yeah, well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Which is a great. It was Th- a great. That's idea. why Edinburgh is so amazing too, because when you're doing it every day, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You learn all these tricks. Yeah, the people. tags come quicker and stuff yeah. like. Um, so going back to the, the band thing and the you know you felt that you weren't writing sophisticated stuff yeah. enough stuff does the brand end or break up what happens um, for the move into comedy so what happened was yeah the band the band finished um and it was yeah which was kind of it was actually right after the single it was a run it was just a complete like combustion un- unexpected yeah it was you know it was just one of the lads just didn't want to do music anymore okay. and then we continue. We've, we 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 found two other guys, and but it was just never like they're they're unreal. Like, but it was just we had so much momentum where it was, and then it just kind of broke everything. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so we carried on for like a year, but like again. Um, but then I th- I kind of just had a writer's block because I was trying for like four years. I was trying to write music that I didn't think was like that, but I, and maybe it was overly critical as well. But like perfectionist but you're just you know like um um at, and then really what happened with comedy was just a random one it was like i wrote a song about ireland's cannabis laws at the time i was uh i was a drug policy activist um so set, set up a thing called students for sensible drug policy and uh basically i'd written that song and um my friend a rua i don't know, do you ever know a rua fitzgerald no, don't okay, think so. He was a core comedian. He died right. of cancer. Um, oh my god! Right. Yeah, he's great. He was unreal. Like, so it was after one of his gigs in the old bar in UCC. Uh, there was like a session in my house, and I played the song "Cannabis Tree," which was a parody of "Lemon Tree." And uh, Howard Marks's Irish manager uh, was there, uh, and he asked me if I wanted to. What are the chances? <laughs> for folks, <laughs> he asked me if I wanted to support Howard Marks. Uh, so then I I played before howard and it's so i played for howard i had two comedy songs that i'd written one was just a a true story that happened called pussy whip bouncer uh <laughs> of just this bouncer that like his girlfriend in mcdonald's and it was just it's just ludicrous it was right. the easiest song to write because i just wrote this is exactly what happened yeah. you know um and uh so i played the two of them the cannabis tree and that and i also did uh and this is such it just shows how little I really knew about the thing. I played a cover, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but right. in fairness, I didn't say I didn't say it was my material at yeah, all. Yeah, like I, yeah. I, I mentioned, this is a Stephen Lynch song because he did a song about drug smuggling, and it's, right, okay. it's Howard Marks, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's a drug smuggler. Yeah. Like, so I did, I did the three of them. But you also weren't gigging in comedy at this stage. So no, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, no, I had no yeah. clue. It was, it was my first comedy gig, uh, which is kind of cool too that it was like yeah. this random. So I did that gig and then they asked me to do a few more. So I did like five more around Ireland with him. And I went, to, I, w- I moved down to him right at that point. And I kind of, I think it was just in my head for like a year that I was like, they went well. I was like, like they went fucking well. The crowd liked it. But I also knew that I was like, I was just kind of like, here's one song. Here's another song. Yes. And here's a third song. Yes. You know? So then I was like, if I started doing like stand up and maybe started writing some songs and like, you know, interweaved them. Yeah. Um, so it was about a year or a year and a half later in Amsterdam, I just decided to give it a go and right. uh, started then. So, but, so yeah. when you were in Amsterdam, you were on an animation course, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interactive animation, yeah. And you start, so you actually started doing stand up there, like the actual learning bits, yeah. talking to the audience between the songs starts in Amsterdam. 
Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right. Breaking my dad's heart, really, because it's like, I do finance, and it's like, no, I'm not working in finance. Look, I'll do this interactive animation course to get a job out of that. And then it's wow. like, I'm a comedian now, actually. <laughs> your, oh, your dad was going mad, was he? Ah, you know, I mean, you wouldn't say much, but you'd know that he'd, he'd prefer if you... You know, he'd, he'd, will you fucking stick to something, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd definitely <laughs> massively prefer if I just did finance and the. What do your mom and What do your mom and dad think of of what you're doing now, or, or um, do they even see the path, or are they just kind of like? Oh, so like my mom's the most like supportive person ever, right. and has oh. always been oh, with like cool. with artistic stuff. Like my dad is just like I mean he 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 is supportive or whatever, but he's he doesn't like he doesn't see like even like. I, I, it's kind of funny. Like he'd prefer if he just did, uh, you know. If you had a regular job. If you just had a regular job, it would stress yeah. him out less. That's the funny the way. That's how much they love us in some ways. They fucking yeah, just yeah. like if you just had something that I can relate to, and I know it's going to be okay yeah. till the end, then I'd be a lot less stressed. Yeah, and, he, and he's very like he's very risk averse. He's you know right. maths physics kind of guy. All like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, um, does he, what does he do for work? He what did he, he, do? he used to lecture in maths physics basically. Oh right, maths. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so like he yeah so that's his kind of thing and like he doesn't get it either like he like he doesn't understand that you have to do comedy gigs to get reps in and not get paid and yes you know it like yeah. and like even he also like I mean he obviously would hope that you do well or whatever but even he doesn't even get it at times like it was the time of the Kevin thing was kind of hilarious I remember he collected me from town. By uh by the old subway, the one that's closed now on McCurtain Street. Yeah. And uh I'm going to get into the car and a few lads see me, they're like, Oh my god, and they come and they take a picture. <laughs> and like I, I get into the car anyway and he was like, Who's that? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I was like, Oh, that was just some like random lads. Like he's like, What do you mean? I was like, they were just asking me for a picture because of the thing. And he's like, What? Fucking apes! And it's, just <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> he just thinks that's mental. Yeah, he's just like, what the fuck would they want a picture with you for? <laughs> and he's obviously seen what happened through YouTube and all that, is he? Or he has, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it uh, maybe doesn't compute exactly it still what that means. Doesn't fully compute at all, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know? I don't know. He's uh, he's just he's old school. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a totally. He grew up in a different world. Like, of course, you know? yeah, yeah. All of our parents did. Yeah. Now we're at that awkward moment where we're going to have to break for a commercial break, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, apologies for the commercial break, but that is due to technical issues that we will be having on a regular basis with the camera. Yet it does afford us a moment here to remind you about some of the things that we have going on on Hello Steve podcast, such as the 71 other episodes that you can check out at any time on all the podcasting platforms. 71 hours of fun, joy, life stories, social commentary, and loads of lols. Timeless pieces of podcasting for you to check out at any time. And a reminder, if you want to get in touch with the show, if you want me to talk about something in particular, if there's a guest you'd like to see on the show, contact me on Podcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to share with your friends on social media, tagging at Podcast as well. Let's get up those podcast charts, ladies and gentlemen. And now, back to Richie Sheehy. When we're back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get sponsored by... I actually did get an offer for a sponsorship um, yeah. there the other day, so you never know if it actually happens. Macintosh Ales, good man, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a friend of mine over in London who's uh, brewing beers. He said he'd like to sponsor the, 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 the podcast, but you can't buy his beers here, so I don't see the point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you've... Um, 
so back to so your dad doesn't get it your parent your mother's very encouraging about it um but you still so you start doing all these stand-up comedy gigs and you start doing stand-up in amsterdam is that around the time that i met you or is that after because i remember we first met yeah outside big nose comedy yeah yeah uh i'd say i was only doing comedy maybe six months then really yeah right okay i'll never forget i'll never forget um i think i heard you talk and i don't know what it was but I just, I knew you were from Cork there straight away. Yeah. I was like, all right, bye. And the, uh, I was like, I'm after getting off the bus from Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With the guitar on his back. I was like, who is this nutter? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was a cheap bus. It was just too cheap to, it was so cheap. Like. I didn't know what to believe you or not. Like, is he went off the bus from Amsterdam to <laughs> 15 do 15 hours or something stupid. Oh you know, like. my God, <laughs> right. And it's funny how, so so then you're relatively new enough to do in stand-up, I suppose, four or five years. Yeah. We're about yeah. the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, fucking hell. Yeah, within five years in April, actually, because I remember my first gig was April. Right, yeah. okay, right, there you go, fucking hell. So you, so from Amsterdam, you ended up, did you end up in London for a while, or? No, just, I didn't, I, I never lived in London, no, you I was considering lived. moving like, yeah. after the course, but I... I, I just don't have the energy to move now anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 that's I'm fair just enough. I stay in Dublin for at least a few years, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you came back here, and then it's a couple of years into your comedy, the Kevin Murphy thing happens, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, 2018, yeah. Which is just random. A load of random stuff happened. Like, I'd just been in Japan, and I had hair <laughs> down to here. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, the stories, <laughs> Richie. <laughs> no, but I, I'd hair down to here in Japan, and uh, I I got it cut off. They in Japan actually, it's something I'm surprised they don't do in Ireland. But like every like second uh, barber or whatever have this like cancer donation thing, right? And it's like done on maps and stuff. So I I, I made like a little video of getting a Japanese haircut, and right. I just kind of took the piss. Like I pulled up my Tim Whistle at the end and thanked them with a song and stuff. <laughs> they didn't know what was happening. <laughs> 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 I told them it was a traditional Irish song, and I was, I started playing Big Big Girl, and one of them immediately like he took out his phone so fast to record it because wow. he's like, like people won't believe what is <laughs> happening in here you know so like only because of that i had the short hair and i had written a song called spinning that um it's weird because i it was one of the first ones i actually wrote and it's so incredible like people just think that i watched the young offenders and pulled from that you know all right uh, but like you'll know yourself being from car yeah yeah uh i don't know if you've heard spinning but it's like it's it's just when the lads used to go spinning down pana like right you right know what I mean? yeah yeah um, do you want to play it now uh yeah i can play it yeah, yeah. if you want if you want or do you want to um, play something else sorry uh, no, keep, keep telling the story keep telling the story <laughs> yeah so um i no i'm just trying because i haven't actually played it in so long i'm like i hope i will remember <laughs> yeah. no yeah I, I can definitely play it yeah um so it was uh so I was I was recording the video for that, and it was supposed to be like you know a lad who goes spinning down pan. It's kind of like a love story of him and his friend, and his right. friend is now in jail, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's like I was recording the video for that, and it was just coming back from thing we just saw Coutinho, and I I had been singing. Uh, I I was going like Salah, uh, uh, oh Manny Manny and Bobby for me, you know. And my brother just goes, but we sold Coutinho, and then he was like, man, you should like. And I'd been calling myself Kevin all day just to be in character for the spinning video. Ah, so that's where Kevin Murphy was born yeah. from a different ride. Yeah. So then he was like, yeah, you should do that. And I I didn't even like it was only out of productive procrastination that I ended up doing it too because it was what like, a term that's amazing productive procrastination yeah. that's a great term I'm the king of that because it's like <laughs> the thing that you should be doing that you're not doing yeah. and it was that I had a gig in the comedy cavern and there was the competition 
and I was like, I need to write something like fresh and new, and I was just not able to get anything out. And then I was like, well, if I do this stupid fucking video, at least I have something done. Yeah. Uh, so I just did the video really, really quick, and uh, and put it up, and then I went to the gig and stuff, and uh, it was it was crazy. That, so you made the you made the Salah thing. Uh, the Liverpool song with Kevin Murphy or you made the spinning video the Liverpool song with Kevin Murphy so you just made it and fucking threw it up and off you went yeah forget about it yeah 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 right. so there's no plan of this going by no right. not <laughs> it was such a random extra side thing like, it's so I mean? well done as well though it was like really well done and it's like yeah the sounds and it were good because I was watching your latest video there as well that yeah. you did about Jurgen Klopp yeah and uh, those lads that choir or whatever they, they choir were, man yeah Jesus they yeah. Were, that was such a brilliant addition yeah, to the whole thing yeah, wasn't yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. it really elevates the kind yeah. of like oh fucking hell I'm into this now like yeah, you know they're, yeah, it's, my brother is in choir man they're right. uh, they're, they're unreal like they do um, they do Edinburgh and stuff every year they're in like the the main the, the biggest room in Edinburgh the, right okay the one assembly. on the mount yeah assembly yeah, yeah, I know what you're, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah they're yeah they're, they're, they're and are they their are com- unbelievable a comedic act is it or no no they're oh. like um, it's musical theatre but it's like they just it's like it's a story of a bar that's closing down basically and each right. bar is a character so each character then has like their song right but they're like it's it's the choreography and everything it's yeah. the guy who runs them is like his other act is Suedo Gospel Choir okay right. who have like won uh, they've nominated for an Oscar and right won, wow won, Jesus won Grammys I think wow um so no, they're they're an unbelievable act. They they got best actually best show in the Adelaide Fringe. Right. Um. Oh. So yeah, I, I I it's weird because I was trying to get people to do this video, but I didn't want to put it on my main socials because I didn't want to spoil it. Mm. And I I totally forgot. And it was like two days before the thing, and I was like, wait a sec. I was like, John, you would choir man. There's a good few Liverpool fans and that. And he's like, yeah, I get all the Liverpool fans and do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, amazing. It, that was amazing. But all the Kevin Murphy one, the, the sorry, the original yeah. one with Salah Mane, like that was like. It's so well done, but yet it's that's the thing that your lecturer is talking about. It is like just as lads sitting you, in a Zoom film. You it. needed it, yeah. You needed it to be that. You know, like if it was the aesthetic was, had to be if that. It was a, yeah, if it was produced, people yes. because. But the sound is really well done, though, as well, and all that when but, you add the music in and all. Again, that was lucky because <laughs> what happened was I just got a karaoke track and I quickly edited it. And actually, it's not 100% on the beat, but I intentionally brought in the shaker then uh, <laughs> right. so that it wouldn't be noticeable. Because oh. I just didn't have time. I was just like... Wow. Um, but comedically, the shaker is an amazing touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I knew you had to progress with something new each time. So there was right. like, but that don't matter at all. And then follow with the shaker and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but like... Uh, yeah, but again, like usually I would record on a camera and have the zoom and then match the audio, but I didn't yeah. even have the time. And I was like, I'll just do this, do this one on the camera, whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And use the mic from the camera. So it was like, it's just lucky. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Extremely is, lucky. Yeah. I mean, but there's a lot of lucky. It's like, you're, it's like, um, how would you put it? Look, what do they say? Luck is. I came a good fortune and opportunity crossing yeah. over or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, all the stories you've even told now, like <laughs> Garcia's wife, you know, yeah. all these things, your man being at your comedy gig, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's just, it's just grabbing onto these opportunities Not, and embracing the look. There is, yeah, no, there's a lot of like near misses, I feel as well. Like there was one video that I thought was a great video for the time. And I, it's, it's actually such a schoolboy error, uh, what I did because so can you remember when Conor McGregor retired like the first time yeah so he retired and it's I ha- three times now or something isn't I, he? I happened to be on Facebook right at the time and saw it when it went up right so I just put up a uh, I put up a post because I had an idea for a song but I uh, 
Uh, I just put up a post saying, hey, Connor, um, is there any chance that you could hold off on retiring for just a couple more days as I was in the middle of writing uh, a parody of... Um, a parody of... What's the fucking song? Of I'll Be Missing You. Um, and I goes in brackets, notorious, they got to know that. And I, was, uh-huh. uh, and I, and I wrote something else that was kind of funny. And it, it became like the top comment. It had like 30,000 likes. And right. loads of people saying, please make this, please make this. So then I spent four days like straight writing the lyrics and then recording the video around Amsterdam. And we, we, we tried to do like a one-to-one... Uh, remake of the I'll Be Missing You video. Right, right, uh, okay. So P, was, P. Diddy's obviously yeah, I'll Be Missing You. Yeah, yeah, and it was, and we did a fucking very good job of it. And then I was like, I went to post and I, I, I edited the original comment and put the link in instead of responding as a comment because when I did that, because you put a link in, Facebook um, basically like removed it from being top comment. Right. Um, so then it was just, yeah, and then people aren't notified. And it was just like, I, I missed such an opportunity. Oh, f- yeah, you know, fuck at the you, time, Facebook. Yeah, it's like, oh, because at the time, Facebook's algorithm was still like, like Facebook is not the place anymore now. Like, they really, you, they want you to pay basically to, yeah, to, get, to get promoted. There, yeah. and, and even I got lucky, or some could say unlucky, in that the Kevin video, it was like a week later they changed their alg- algorithm. Um, and that was the hashtag cancel Facebook time. And I was like, no, no, no. I just got a follow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Please don't cancel no, this No, no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, did you, so is that part of your... Because you're very aware from the very start of you doing anything comedically of making videos of it and putting it out. Yeah. From day one. Is that just because that's the way your creative brain I worked? I always or? loved sketches and I always right. loved... You know, I, 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 and yeah, absolutely. I, I, I always did video editing when I was like... It's kind of the stuff I was doing when I was a teenager. Right, right. Um... And I, I just think there's not, in like, I, I, I think that it means that there's more of a barrier to entry if you're doing this. And I think that that's what you should be doing then because there's, you know, it's just there's, like, I mean, how many, it's it, because it's, it's so time-consuming producing stuff. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, un, like, to produce something that's, and that's also, I think, a reason why a lot of the people who are doing well right now are people that are able to, like, get by with low production value something that they can do uh, really quick so they can have a lot of content yes um because if you want to have really high quality content you never need to be hiring people or oh, yeah. it has to be your full-time job and you have to be making enough to make yeah. that you know yeah um and that's another thing i i, I wish i kind of I, w- I, I wish i i could find something that i would be happy with that is just low production and quick to put out but i i do kind of I do like those little extra you like you know, that touches. Little, like, yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Little, little, little touch of class in there here. And, and, there. and little things that like you know that only like, you know, two people might get, but for those people, you know, yeah, that little it's worth it. that little reference will be the best thing yeah, ever. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um And so you've always been aware of like even like you know, because you were talking there about algorithms and Facebook mm. changes and Facebook changed that. Because for me personally, for example, standing up standing up, starting out in stand up comedy. Yeah. Not thinking about any of this stuff. I'm just thinking about getting good at doing being a stand-up comedian. Yeah. But the more and more comedy evolves, and especially the way society has evolved today, like nobody watches TV. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody watches TV. I don't watch TV. You know. No. So it's like no matter even if I did get a sitcom tomorrow, it doesn't mean shit. It's not yeah, going to sell tickets if I was going to go do gigs. I know. But if you're if the way and the last few people that have really broken through in stand-up comedy uh, in Ireland, for example. You look at the likes of Foil Arms and Hog, Bernard Martin, Casey, Bernard Casey, Shane Tony Clifford. Cantwell, Shane Clifford. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's true. Yeah, 
All these guys, all these guys have just made content online. Not one of them has a TV show. Yeah, and and they like they showed really. You know what I mean? Some of them yeah. should. Yeah, uh, it's surprising. Four Lambs and Hawk didn't get a TV show years ago. They probably, I mean, uh, they probably don't want to know this. No, stage, they wouldn't like, want it this stage. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I, I actually saw Bernard has a TV show coming out. Does he? Yeah, I just Brilliant. saw it when I was coming here. Um, Brilliant. Asquelega or like? No, it, it's with a few other people, Eric right. Lawler and a few others. It's oh, called Socially Distant. Ah, okay. I think it's coming out pretty soon. I literally oh, saw cool. it on the way here. Seriously talented boy, that fella. Oh, he's, he's... Seriously talented. My God, like, yeah, yeah. I supported him, me and Mark, uh, he brought us into Kerry and it, it was like, what, it was like, I remember we were saying like, this must have been what it was like watching Tommy Tiernan before he broke big. Yeah. Uh, because he's such a king down there. He's huge in Kerry. <laughs> huge. Like, he's such a... And like, honest to God. People don't realise, because we're, we're talking about this now, if you're watching the rest of Ireland, it's like, I think he's... Oh, he sells a ridic- like I'm going to say thirty thousand tickets or something like he sells ridiculous amount of tickets, yeah. but the rest of the country doesn't necessarily know. But like certainly Munster, he's huge, isn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like um, it's it's amazing, and like so he's a, a massive star. But that's the interesting thing that happens with social media as well is you're starting to get your stars in your little pockets, and yeah, and because it doesn't go through mainstream media, not everybody necessarily knows yeah. about it. But yet people can be huge as well. It's, no, that's yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so is that so is that the what the goal of um, what you would like to do, musical comedy in front of large audiences or and continue to do like online content? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I'd, I, it would be sweet just, to, I'd love to, I would just like to be writing and putting stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like, obviously the buzz of performing is unreal too. Yeah. It, like, it, it would be the sweet spot to just do a bit of all of that. Like, yeah. even like doing acting and stuff like, how uh, have you not been in... Have you been in Young Offenders? No, I haven't, no. What's going on there? <laughs> uh, hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck is going on there? <laughs> how was is, how is Kevin Murphy... I mean, even just being Kevin Murphy, just like... <laughs> oh, my it God. It would be sweet, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's fucking obvious. Like, if Roy Keane's been in it, Kevin Murphy <laughs> has to be in it, like... Do you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. Uh, sort it out, lads. <laughs> I, uh, I, was in a, I was in a movie in Amsterdam. You like this one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's not out yet and I, I, I kind of I don't know if I want it to be released anymore um, <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah, yeah like is that a red light district movie or what's going on here um it seems <laughs> like it's a bit of a train spotting type movie oh okay? right and it had like six main characters and in fairness like it was a big enough production because they like I mean for one scene they they took part of Central Station and it's like how much that must have cost you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah. to close part of Central Station and they, the, one of the scenes I was doing they had taken a floor of the Bulldog Hostel on the Red Light District mm-hmm. and uh, we were extras um, so they saw me at a comedy gig and then me and my uh, friend Chandler is, well he's Irish but his nickname's Chandler we, we were reading the scripts and you know, we had a few lines maybe 8 to 10 lines in different scenes and he was like this makes no sense though. It seems like, I know we don't know what the rest of the show is, but like, yeah. it seems like there's more for our characters that they're, and I was like, I don't know, we'll just see what it is. Like, it could just be randoms and things stop. Turn up anyway in the first day of filming, uh, like 6 a.m. in the morning. There's like, you know, it's it's a crew and there's, you know, so as well as all of this, it's you're in a position where you can't say no, like, <laughs> get in anyway. And of course, the first scene I'm filming is actually a scene that was not in the script that they showed us. Uh, where I get teabagged. This is why you need an agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. Right. So the the scene was that a guy um, is robbed. We're all in a stag party and we're all wrecked in the in the hotel and uh, or the hostel. And this guy climbs in the window, robs everyone's phone and wallet. Right. And then I'm the last before the door. 
So he robs my phone and wallet, but I think it's, he has no phone, so he thinks it's funnier to take a picture on my phone of him giving me, uh, give me him teabagging me. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I, I mean, I was, you know, you're in a situation where you're like, I'm not going to say cancel the filming, everybody. You know yeah, I mean? that's the thing. And how did you get that job? It was just... They saw me doing stand-up. So I, I think so they too, they, you. I think they intentionally, because they were like, he's the comedian. He, you know, He'll do he, anything kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hope you got paid. Very, very little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Dutch production company? Or? It's, no, UK. UK. Yeah. Um, oh, assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope it doesn't come out then. <laughs> yeah. Even like I remember, I was like, I was kind of slouched over the bed, like head hanging down. And I remember like, it had to be done a few times. And I remember like, I was kind of sitting up after uh, they'd done a few takes. And then everyone was talking and he was like, right, 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 right. Okay, okay, uh, go again. And he goes, you. Uh, what? It's like, yeah, You. Eyes closed, mouth open. <laughs> and like, I literally was just like, like that. You know? Oh my God. That's, that is why you like, because they will take it like fucking some of the horror stories on film sets. Because you're right, that's the problem with a film set. You turn up and, and you've got no protection basically yeah, if yeah. you fucking, because they will, they'll make you do whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to say no with some power as well. But, yeah, yeah, I know. Because yeah. they are, you get treated, people think acting is this glamorous fucking thing. You get treated like dog shit yeah. when you're on set. It's fucking brutal. But anyway, we're running out of time here. We're gonna yeah. we, we got to get some tunes yeah, out of here, Richie. Will be. Yeah. There you go. Can hear you beautifully yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, I just hope that as I go through this, I remember the words. It's grand if you yeah. do, but you don't. Yeah, whatever. You can sing whatever other ones you want. So tell 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 them what what this one's about. So uh, it's 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 a Kevin song, really. It's uh, it's how it's the um, it's really just I suppose if you were from Cork, people would go like spinning, go, you know, spinning down Pan uh, Patrick Street. Go spinning down Pan. Is that in the car now, or is yeah. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but it's a robbed car, isn't it? Uh, no, you, you, like it wouldn't be a robbed car usually, <laughs> but you know, like it's there's a lot of old kind of nostalgic references to to the things that were happening at the time, basically. Okay. Um, nice. So. Okay, here we go. This is spinning by Richie Sheehy. Can I tune it? Actually, it's. Uh, you can, of course. It's. Uh, by the way, this is the best fucking guitar. Ever. It's got the core crest on it, yeah. as well as Los Angeles, California, 1781, and Richie Sheehy. Tip X, I must, uh, but I assume yeah. it's Tip X. It's a paint pen. Paint yeah. pen, yeah. nice, nice. Um. You had a fast car, tinted windows, and a DVD player. But it always calls shotgun Blow hash to the air freshener We do laps of panna Chatting up yours at the junior disco Bure your feet, hop in the backseat Got a Sony sound system blaring Kiss FM bass <laughs> You had a class car I swear it wasn't crying when you put it for sale Now I never see the boys no more all of that changed since you went to jail Quirky's Bjork got pregnant She said the pill didn't work But she's definitely lying Timmy went off to Australia I'm supposed to get a job But I'm not even trying Do you remember when we were spinning Spinning down Pana Slowing for a moment just to gawk at the flat 
Blue neon lights and a nitrous pump And a dead body kit that hits every speed bump And oi oi Had a feeling that I belonged When oi oi Spinning down Panna at the quarter to one Quarter to one Quarter to one You had a high crack It was fast enough that we could race to shit I think it's right on hand. <laughs> the Bjors would hear us rapping. You were Eminem and I would be Drake. Nike Max from the cold cake. Peggy Toomey's chocolate that was out of date. Then came all of our problems. Some Langer said he'd bitch you because you looked at his face. Our fake license printed all Gabby But they don't ask for nothing in Abbott's ear oh, I can't believe this is happening, it's happened later so long Oh, it's like... I'll get it, it's like... In Abbott's ear Oh yeah Getting outside John Grace's Then you bottled the child so they put you away We could have spinned on forever and watch 50 cents movie every day, every day Do you remember when we were drifting in your souped up car? Would you suck your dad's dick to save the life of your man? You better watch your mouth calling Rasher a You better watch your mouth calling Rasher a flag Cause the step that is defeat that makes the bombs for the rap And oi oi Would scream get a hair pushed to the gods When oi oi had my tracksuit pants tucked into my socks To my socks, to my socks You had a class car You could get it again when you get out of jail You've got to make a decision Would you suck your dad's dick if it would save your old lady? <laughs> That's class. I fucking love that. I just haven't uh, played in so long. Yeah, so uh, there's, there's so many lyrics in that. There's, there's, a, there's a lot in that. Like you put a lot of the, the pictures in it, but a it's so cork. Yeah, so cork. Kiss FM as well. Kiss oh, FM, fucking the, the micro and getting a chase off the shades. Like I have pictures of that in my head, fucking yeah. waiting to get the bus from Cork City back to Middleton. You see a micro going, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. is there anything else you want to sing? Yeah, I'll do a normal song. I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd love that. T- try to get something true, fucking full as well. You know? uh, I don't really know what I'm thinking of. Um, like I don't like. Is there anything you fucking like? I don't know. I was singing. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's probably uh, um, it'll be hard to remember one of the covers you've done over the course of lockdown, yeah. is there? Uh, no, I, I don't remember anything. I, I, don't I mean, know. I, I don't know if you want to sing. We're doing creep. I just, uh, just do whatever you want, man. Yeah, I, I just I, had that song in my head. This yeah, morning. do it, like do it. That's well, because, that's because you were going to come see me, was it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, because I, I didn't do it in my isolation covers, and I, I, I was planning on doing it, and I just never did. And you miss it, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, so at least I'll do it now, you know. Radiohead's Creep yeah. by Richie Sheehy, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Give it up. Look you in the eye 
just like an angel Skin makes me cry You flow like a feather In a beautiful world You're so fucking special I wish I was special But I'm a creep I'm a will What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here Don't care if it hurts Oh, was you I had fucking a, nailed I had them? A big fear. I had a, I, I, at the start of the first one, I kind of like crack one into it, and uh, it was uh, it was it's funny. Then, I, to be honest, it kind of nearly at least the type of song it is. It nearly adds to it. Sometimes. Absolutely, but you when fucking is, you know because I was I was like I'll tell you I was ner- nervous going into it because I was like I haven't tested my voice, this <laughs> and uh, and then like after the first one, I was like 
I'm just going to have to go for it because if I <laughs> yeah. if you try to kind of do it lighter, it's going to be even worse. Do you know what I mean? I have noticed uh, that about your singing and watching the bits and pieces that you that you've um, done in. Uh, especially over the lockdown period you don't hold back in a, in a fantastic beautiful way but your register is quite high as well yeah 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 um yeah no i was to be honest that could have went a lot worse than what it did. <laughs> you know what i mean i was like uh, but yeah yeah and i have to say um a massive congratulations <laughs> on winning the league because we did have like i was saying on the football podcast football pony and um, we did i had a united fan on and see he, jesus he hates liverpool fucking yeah. hell because i'd have the soft spot and he was like declaring it from the start there's no soft spot for liverpool like you know yeah i nearly prefer united fans that are like that then the michael martin going oh i am i'm a, i may be a man united fan but it's really? great to see Liverpool. It's like, go away with that. Like, Michal Marnes United, yeah. is he? Yeah. No, fuck that. Like you, um, yeah, there's yeah. a serious uh, hate between... I feel the same about Spurs, to be fair. And I didn't really... I never liked Spurs, but then when I was living in London, that really fucking stoked oh, the fires yeah. and I fucking hate Spurs. <laughs> but congratulations on winning the league. You see, I told you I'd get a real Liverpool fan on. I've got the ultimate Liverpool fan on the podcast this week. So how are you feeling about it? Oh, it's, I mean, it was relief is what it was, to be honest. Right. Yeah. yeah, It was like 20 years or ever, you know, of everyone saying, oh, you're not won the Premier League. And yeah. it, just, it was just literally relief. Well, all, what I actually thought was cool thinking about it was, like, I, I hope and think we are going to go on to win more with this team, you know? So mm. I don't like winning it in the COVID time. I nearly think it was like nicer to win it for the first time in the COVID time because like it kind of was like the great equaliser of all Liverpool fans worldwide. Everyone had to celebrate them and in the exact same way. Yeah. Watch it from their couch rather than yeah, as yeah. lucky select few that like were like, no, I was actually there. It's like, no, yeah, everyone yeah. had the exact same that experience. Can, that can be an annoying thing about being a football fan is like whether, how much of a football fan are you? How many times you've gone to watch them and yeah. all that? And like it's all money. Sometimes you can't it, fucking it's, do it. It's completely money. It's a I lot mean, of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's worse now than what it was. Not just from monetary, Absolutely. but like, 10 years ago, you could buy tickets one by one as different sale dates come out. But now, Liverpool sell half the tickets on one day in July and half the other tickets in like January. And it's like, who... For all the league games. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, who's going to be able to... I know I lived in London for for the four years and I got to see Arsenal once because... And to be fair, it was in Sam Mendes' private box. But it was because it was a Bayern Munich Champions League game and we'd lost the first leg 5-0. So nobody was going. So I was like, fuck it, I get to watch them. I get to go to Champions League night. But I couldn't have like London life and London wages. I couldn't afford to go watch Arsenal. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. And I've been to watch Arsenal since back living here. Yeah, because I know. Because I had yeah. the money to do it. Yeah. But if you're in London lifestyle, you 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 don't have the money to go and watch a league game, and no, it's, it's extortionate so prices. Like, yeah. Um, and it doesn't make you more of anyway. But um, but anyway, congratulations. Cheers. Delighted, delighted <laughs> for you. Such a good and hearing, the yeah. the new song is brilliant. The new Cheers, song. How, yeah. What's the traction like on that? Club. It's got. I mean, it went really well. But it's. I, I. To be honest, I'm trying to focus on my thesis and apply for jobs. I haven't really been able to promote it that much. Yeah. Um. It's done well. I mean, there's like the mirror and one or two other things picked it up and yeah. I did a Red FM interview. Tommy Tiernan got on board. For yeah, it yeah. 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 Did you go to the Sean Cox thing in the three arena? No, there was some. I don't think I was even in the country. Right, I right. think I was in LA. Uh, they would have loved that if you'd gone on and sang that. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm pretty sure I was in LA that week, or else I was in Amsterdam. Right. Um. But yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, Tommy's ultra hero, like you know. And he's and he yeah, totally comedic hero, absolutely. But he's a passionate Liverpool fan. He is, yeah, yeah. That's like because what happened was I well I played all together now. 
and oh yeah he came into the back we were, room we were on the same day that day yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so tommy came into the back room yeah and he's just saying hello to people and he looks at me and he goes how 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 do i know you how do yeah. i know? and i was just like yes, i knew his liberal plan too i was oh, like come on, my face. <laughs> no, I was just like yeah this is like my year old i'll be yeah. fucking dead anyway <laughs> like the best thing how ever. do i know you yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. i was like fucking hell you know what i mean my um my my literally my f- best comedy moment ever yes has to be um playing Kilkenny Cat Laughs football game. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm playing with Tommy too, Tiernan. Yeah. Yeah. You and played with Tommy, yeah? Yeah, Tommy, no. No, I was on the Irish team, so yeah. what happened, because I used to play quite a bit, so it was a bit ridiculous, and DOD came over to me at half-time and said, you better go play for the other team, because <laughs> we were 5-1 up yeah. at half-time, and I'd scored two at least at that stage. So I went on the other team, and the, uh, it was 5 all. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so I went to penalties and all that. But um, and Tommy did kind of kept like he played. He was just he had a bit, a fair bit of nip off the mark. Like he really, was yeah. sharp off the mark. He scored an amazing goal. I can't remember the sketch group, but there was a big long ball coming over the head, mm. and one of these lads from the Aussie sketch group. Yeah, he went in behind and went. <laughs> your man shot himself Tommy gets the ball one on one chips the keeper and scores right but after the game like he didn't read there wasn't much I didn't know him so there wasn't much chit chat but after the game he said to me beautiful footballer Stephen and I was like <laughs> That's my comedic highlight. Yeah, can, I, yeah. can I put that in my Edinburgh poster? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. It was the like, best. Yeah. Like, honestly, to this day, it was, yeah. it was like, my girlfriend was there, my daughter was there, and I was like, fucking running out of the dressing no, room. it gives you a lift. You know what I mean? Stop. You think about it even again if you want to hear, like, oh, God, yeah, Tommy Turner. You know Tommy I mean? Turner thinks I'm a beautiful footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's nothing to do with doing a gig. Yeah, nothing, no. no great joke. Nothing than that. Tommy Turner called me a beautiful yeah. footballer, and then he left. Yeah, he knows who I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh. Fred, Fred tells a story. He said it was like a movie because Fred Cook was on the team. Yeah. And halfway during the game, Tommy turns to him, going, "Fred, who is that?" And Fred's <laughs> like, "That's Stephen Mullen." That's <laughs> unbelievable. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, it was it was unreal. But there was a class video. It was really it's brilliant. Go check it out. Cheers. Yeah. Richie Sheehy's Instagram. It's it's brilliant. I was watching it again this morning. Has uh, Jurgen must have seen it? You got to meet oh. the whole team and everything, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you performed outside Anfield on that stage, I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was ridiculous as well. Yeah, must a comedic highlight or like or like the top or I don't know. Um, I, 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 it probably is. I suppose I didn't really think about I didn't it. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, as in a pro- like I suppose it was pretty ridiculous playing outside uh, Anfield in fairness. Yeah, because all that happened so fast too. That because I, I was just kind of like the best part about this is that it marries kind of everything. It marries like. Cork yes. comedy and Liverpool, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you know, and like even I just like I think it's just hilarious too. Cork's biggest—it's such a ridiculous statement. Ridiculous to make. statement. Cork's biggest Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah. and I, 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 that that's a like I got that from like the the Liverpool bar Brannigans uh, that's now closed that I used to go to like 10, 12 years ago. There was a supporters club there, and then there was like actual Liverpool supporters like. Because the sports club are, they sold a ticket to Istanbul to a travel agent, like you know. Oh, um, fuck that! They're yeah. awful, and they're, they're like. But basically, uh, it was basically they were drunkenly arguing, and one guy was arguing that he was Cork's biggest Liverpool fan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you got the ridiculousness yeah, of, of, of. Ten of years the later, I was like, boom, you know. One second, sorry, I have to text the missus. Mrs. Um, so yeah, that, so you, what was Jurgen like? Oh, he was like he he like he came over and he's exactly he's as you would he's think the character. Yeah, he comes <laughs> oh. over and he's like, "Hey, it's the man of the moment, the man of the moment." He just gives me a big hug and I'm just like, "I've got a, I've got a club hug." You know what I mean? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, Sana, did you meet all the players or? I met most of them. Right. Um, not all of them. Um, 
Yes, I talked to Salah for quite a bit. He was really he's such a nice guy. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, I made a bit of a very peaceful guy. He comes across yeah, as yeah. yeah. No, he was he was lo- he was lovely. He stayed around for a good bit after too when everyone right. else was gone. Uh, I made a little bit of a faux pas in that. I um. My Egyptian friend told me some Arabic to say to him. Right. And first of all, I said to him, oh, my, my friend told me some Egyptian. <laughs> He's like, what? Some Egyptian? <laughs> <laughs> and then I say it to him. Um, she told me it was good. Uh, yeah, she's and he a comed- was like, no, it's not. She's a comedian, yeah. And uh, so I, I said to him, I go, Al Ibn al Lazina. And he just goes like, and I'm like, no, no. I was like, did, did, I, did I say it wrong? He's like, no, no, you, you say it right. You say it right. You just shouldn't say this. <laughs> <laughs> she fucked you over, did she? Well, she claims, no. She claims, oh, it can be good or bad. And my mom means it good. And But I said it to my friend who's from Lebanon. And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, I mean, maybe if you say it in a certain context, it can be, but it, it's bad. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine your fucking hero saying fucking like... Ooh, but yeah. he knows you're a comedian as well. Like, so did yeah, you perform for the team? No, no, right? No, no. But uh, yeah, no. And he was, he was just like, I was like, oh, sorry. He's like, no, you say right, you shouldn't say. It. I was like, oh, he's like, it's it's fine, it's fine. But <laughs> but don't say this. <laughs> like, okay. And where did you meet them in the hotel? In the hotel before yeah. a game was yeah. it or something? Okay, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant. That's so class. Anyway, listen. I mean, it's been class. Thanks. No, th- yeah, I've loved this. Yeah. This has been brilliant. Yeah. And uh, I'd love to have you on again. And uh, this yeah. has been absolutely class. Maybe we. Will do a duet or something? Sometime. Yeah, one hundred percent. That'd be, like, that'd be yeah. amazing. And all the best with your with your thesis. Cheers. And, uh, and finding a gaff in Dublin. If anyone knows any, if anyone wants <laughs> to put up Cork's biggest Liverpool fan, <laughs> Richie Sheehy is looking for a gaff in Dublin. Yeah, I reckon it's going to be. It should be a little bit easier. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, because there's loads of people leaving. So yeah, I really hope so. <laughs> um, and uh, well, yeah, I'll be seeing you more around Dublin. And please, God, your comedy club uh, get managed to yeah, start yeah, up they, again. Yeah, they got onto us. Yeah, they want us to start it as soon as possible. But we'll see. Uh, well, after my thesis, basically. It's mood venue, has it? Yeah, it's upstairs in Foley's. Foley's, uh, right? Which is beautiful venue i can't remember the name of it now <laughs> i played it and i can't remember the name three fitty three fitty that's yeah. a, how did i forget that <laughs> three fitty comedy three fitty comedy yeah that was great crack listen thank you so much Thanks man. Million. Uh, bumps. i think i need to say my uh richie sheehy thing again because i think it uh oh sorry i forgot to yes sorry we did record it but it got cut out <laughs> yeah. social media yeah. handles it's richie sheehy with a y so it's r-i-c-h-y-s-h-e-e-h-y thought it would be a good idea see what I'm doing here oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna edit it in afterwards unreal <laughs> so that's on pretty much everything it's Facebook, Instagram uh, Twitter, YouTube the whole shebang the whole follow Richie he's a great guy as you can hear and uh, thanks so much for coming thanks on thanks a million man cheers oh let's do um, we have Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.